Welcome to the Saturday night semi-live edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. We're recording this. We're starting it uh, during the second leg of overtime in Clemson, Notre Dame. I have like six and a half, seven units on Clemson at varying levels of between five and a half, minus five and a half, and plus three and a half. I am in the pit of misery right now, Eric. So we had to start this during the overtime so we can catch my reaction when it all goes to shit. How are you doing? I'm fine. It's been a decent day for college football. And yeah, this is the most I have on a game. Uh, But otherwise, things have been fine. Um, So Colorado just came through. Moneyline, 195. Your buffs. My buffs. Uh, I saw him in Wilcox buffs. All right. Um, Yeah, but no, I'm a little nervous here. Uh, Four more downs. So um, we are going to hit the NFL slate. If you do want college football stuff, uh, on Saturday morning, there is one of these podcasts that attacks all of uh, college. I've got my buddy Austin Gale here watching with me, and he's trying to find every single audio clip on Twitter to play during this this podcast, which is also incredible. Um, Let's start with a few props. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Of course. (laughs) Okay, before we start, can I just say something? If you've watched this game, the fact that Clemson has managed to stay in this game with an offensive coordinator who might be doing the opposite of what every sane human on planet Earth should be doing, which is throwing the ball with your great quarterback and instead handing it off and letting your running back dive into the center of the Earth's crust is absolutely incredible. I have yet to witness something this pathetic as a as a play caller in any level of football anyways that that was my rant yeah i mean i was going to ask you this question when we got on air do you think so do you think that we're lucky to even be in a position to have clemson cover this number no we're unlucky that they did not easily cover this number they had two turnovers that were fluky as hell one of which was returned for uh, a pick and the offensive coordinator has been kiboshing their chances at moving the ball down the field. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I, I think the the Etienne fumble was unforced. It was bad. The Armani Rogers fumble should not have been a fumble. Like, he didn't hang on to the ball. Etienne should have – I look, this is like the, one of the worst games I've ever seen a running back who is supposed to be a first-round pick play. You – how do you get tackled by the kicker at the end of the half? Right. Yeah, does, uh, don't uh, cut it, it back. You just yeah, you cut the thing back. You don't jump over him. Like the, I'm sorry, but if you're a first round draft pick running back, you should be able to beat a a, a collection of you people. You think Zeke would have made that guy miss? No, of course. But Zeke doesn't. Zeke drops the ball out of right. the end zone. Yeah, that's but, true. But a, a field goal team consists of seven offensive linemen, two tight ends, and two kickers. If you if you break past the initial lane, there is n- absolutely no excuse for not scoring like That's that. Fair. But if you look like uh, that tight end, the 87, he dropped the ball. It should have been a touchdown. Um, you know, they had the ball in the back of the end zone at the end of regulation that the guy should have hung on to. He f- dropped that. Like, I think Notre Dame's made and then book fumbled out of the back of the end zone. Like, I do think that Notre Dame has kept Clemson in the game weirdly. But the problem is, is Clemson is way better than Notre Dame. Like this, I, I think the handicap was fine. It's just that, it's just that, like, 
Notre Dame has actually played a decent, halfway decent game, although they're going to kick the extra point here, it looks like. They've played a halfway no. decent. Oh, no, that, that looked like book for a second. So they're going to kick the extra point. They're going to go into second overtime. This yeah. reduces our chances of getting the, the, cover, the cover of five yes. because we basically need a turnover. We basically we need, need a we turnover need, we need by a turnover. Notre Dame and, and, and a touchdown. Yeah, we need but, but that but some teams some teams will actually do that because they don't they're not worried about the um, they're worried about their field goal kicker. It doesn't look uh, like either one of these teams is worried about their field goal kicker. So I will tell you this: I I know that Clemson and their offensive coordinator will make the wrong decision at every opportunity that they're yeah. given. Yeah, um, so we're going into second overtime now. Game disaster. Tied okay, we're moving on to the NFL. I am going to start with a prop that I love. I need to get back onto something that I can actually believe in this freaking atrocity of an offensive game plan <laughs> by Clemson. And that is Derek Carr. You know, it's bad when in order to get back into a land of positivity, you go to Derek Carr. You remember, his, do you remember rushing, the, uh, um, uh, big short when, um, uh, Carell's character goes, I need to find moral redemption at the, at the roulette table. Yes. That's like exactly the quote you just gave that, that is, that I should have watched the Big Short instead of the it, fraudulence that is the Clemson offense. More enjoyment, yeah. There are there is more security in tranche C in mortgage back securities. Of those mortgage back <laughs> securities than there is this play call sheet for the Clemson yeah. offensive coordinator. Okay, Derek Carr over eight and a half rushing yards. It's rushing yards for a quarterback that has two legs. Eight and a half is low. Plus one hundred five. Prop King is back in action, baby. Carr's been spunky this year. I'm going to go also with a rushing yardage under. I'm going to go. Oh, and under. I'm going over. I'm going to go with Derrick Henry under 94 and a half rushing yards against the Chicago Bears. I like that quite a bit. Um, Let me see. I'm going to give one more. But then you've got to tune in to the PFF live show tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. for the rest of the uh, methods for feeding your children. Correct. Um, I'm going to go with... Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. Why? Because he gets to play two halves of football in this game. He will only need one once again. I'm going to go with Wayne Gallman over ten and a half receiving yards. I think that's very fair. I think it's also kind of funny that New York is an underdog to uh, Kyle Allen, the Washington football team. I think um, I think Washington. If we got three and a, we've done this with both games, by the way. You, we've mm-hmm. gotten the underdog at three and a half and the numbers gotten down to two and a half. And I've kind of liked to come back on the favorite after that. I think this game's a field goal game. <laughs> Get a little middle. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I also do not mind this, which is, and this is where we'll start with the games this week for Washington, New York. The total is 43. Okay. I know both these teams suck. I get it. The year is 2020. All right. Freedom is ringing in our country. It is a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day in the metro D.C. area. It will be beautiful again tomorrow. Conducive to offense, also conducive to points, is the fact that both these quarterbacks, Kyle Allen and Daniel Jones, will throw at least four passes that could be touchdowns for the other team. Yep. 43. I love it. Okay. Here's the one I like. Take me to another game. I I like Detroit plus four. Uh, Stafford appears ready to come off the COVID list. He doesn't mm-hmm. actually have COVID. Marvin Jones in his career against Minnesota has been Jerry Rice incarnate. If not Jerry Rice, 
than at least Dwight Clark. But I'm going to go with some sort of you know mismatch of the two. Um, the Vikings' injury situation is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you don't have any corners really playing. Obviously, bars are ready out. You don't have pass rushers to speak of. You know, Galladay being out hurts, I think. Um, but what, you know, what we did – think about this. What we missed out on this weekend was the Cameron Dantzler, Quintez Cephas 4-7 battle mm-hmm. on the outside. Um, uh, that would have been remarkable. But I think Quintez Cephas can even get open against this defense. Um, I kind of like the Detroit money line, actually. Yeah. Uh, which is plus 170. I got um, the Detroit Lions plus five and a half in the Super Contest, which means they're screwed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's what it means. Um, all right. Let's go to uh, Baltimore Indy here. It, this is, uh, and I want to ask you this because we got a message about it as Ian Book scampers like a loser. Uh, holding, please, God. Anyways, um, this has moved from Baltimore minus two and a half to Indy plus one. Does that really mean that much to you? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I, I do really like Baltimore in this in this spot here. I know why people are gravitating towards Indy, but like you've already gotten the news that Baltimore's, um, and we even saw this thing cross zero. We've gotten news that most of Baltimore's COVID uh, related issues are resolved, except for Marlon Humphrey. Um, And as we talked about repeatedly, the Indianapolis Colts have played the league's easiest schedule with a bullet. So um, go, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about the Ravens and I'm not worried about Indy in so far as scoring maybe. Um, So I kind of like over, but I, I like Baltimore even more than I like over. No house advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. Yes, I am with you. Um, okay, take me to another one. Say that again. Oh, uh, one. Sorry, I'm listening to this dumb, dumb, dumb game. The, the, these refs Ugh, are they're just taking over the game. Plays in this game, then there will be reviews of votes in the election. Gosh, they're just taking over the game. Okay, um, stop this. The, stop the count. <laughs> this is this is a late arriving one, but I kind of like the Raiders favored by one in yes. LA. Preach. Teach me. Well, what did I say last week on the show? I said the Chargers find ways to lose, and mm-hmm. they found that a way to lose. anybody. Yeah. 
Uh, well, no, of course they don't because no one cares. About also, I, look, I said DJ Uangalagle was one of the top five quarterbacks in the FBS, and the only person that doesn't believe me is his own offensive coordinator. Right. Well, his also his dad, Big D or whatever his name is, who <laughs> his dad, his dad could be should be playing left tackle here. They'd have a better his dad shot is a his dad game. is a bookend, not to not to be confused with Ian Book. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I, I am. I am one hundred percent with you. So the way I was thinking about this game, Vegas versus Los Angeles, is that the Chargers somehow have managed to get all of this hype because Justin Herbert is playing well. But they continue to lose games. What happens if he does not play out of his mind on third down? You know, well, what will happen in that case? Yeah, I don't know. Like they'll, they'll lose by a lot, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I tweeted this out the other day. You know, Herbert is uh, a really a really good quarterback in quarters one or sorry two and three, but it's kind of weak sauce in quarters you know one and and four and one and four. You know, what quarters are those? Those are the the scripted fifteen plays and the end of game stuff, which is you know predominantly the coach as we've seen a number of times, and so like. You know, if this game's close at all, like just you, you can sort of depend. Like, and if the Raiders get out ahead right away, like you can just kind of, de- you know, if, if they can take a couple, you know, flurries from Herbert in the middle of the part of the game, they should be able to handle this. I concur. Um, let's talk about. Uh, so our lock of the week is no longer uh, at the same number that we that we got it at Chicago mm-hmm. and Tennessee. Tennessee is now six and a half point favorite. Do you have any interest in Chicago? Yeah. The the, the <laughs> thing about this is like ten, Tennessee's only Tennessee's only defensive lineman of note is hurt and he's not playing, right? Like the Bears offensive line could be terrible and it is. I mean Daniels is on IR, Massey's on IR. Um you know, they don't have a ton in the way, you know, uh, of you know, but but Clowney's hurt, and you know we already saw that the defense is extremely vulnerable to you know what we saw last week in Cincinnati was an offense that you know where the quarterback gets the ball out of his hands quickly. I think the Bears you know probably have to open it up a little bit, and and you know this is a, a you know our friend Seren talks about you know don't coach the game, bet the game. You know, so like I want to be like, hey Nagy, how about you freaking throw the ball on early downs instead of giving it out of Montgomery at a shotgun. But at the same time, like, they might just get more offense just because the Titans' defense is trash. And so if, if that's the case, then I think both teams are going to have to score. And it's just hard to extend that, you know, to, to be favored by more than a touchdown, as we saw last week with Tennessee, when your defense is that bad. Yes. Uh, by the way, you said you have interest in Chicago, kind of like the way I say I have interest in a – medium steak yeah yeah like, if it's the only thing like you can't go back shoe, right i will eat it like you can't go back so like if i could say look i actually really like baltimore against tennessee this weekend and somebody's like well they're not playing tennessee this weekend and you're like oh shit okay well who is playing tennessee this weekend chicago okay i'm fine with that it's, it's sort of like you can't yeah, make a steak yeah. less medium much That's like true. you can't make Tennessee's opponent anything other than Chicago this week. Okay, this is the last one that I'm going to bring up. <laughs> We're, th- I can't believe that this podcast is going to finish before this 
<laughs> this game is going to finish. This incredible game. Well, that's yeah, the type of efficiency that, that you find on, on this podcast, especially with us two at the helm. Um, Tampa Bay, New Orleans on Sunday night. So it is four. I think there is a little value on New Orleans. But I, I almost would rather bet New Orleans plus 185. And here's, here's my entire reasoning why. I can't see New Orleans winning this game. And therefore, there must be something I'm overlooking. And I think what I'm overlooking is that I'm really reading into the matchups in this game. I'm thinking a lot about how Tom Brady's arm works and Drew Brees kind of works. And, um, you know, I think maybe I'm overthinking it a little bit. New Orleans is still a a good team, a very good team. Beat Tampa Bay previously. I'm expecting Antonio Brown to come up come out guns blazing but maybe he does not um am i insane yeah i mean i'd be careful with that language with brown but yeah the the um (laughs) sorry uh no i mean the matchups here are totally in favor of tampa that's what makes it hard because you know when you look at breeze he's played frankly tremendously over the past you know month uh five weeks if you throw in that you know bye week um he's come from behind you know against LA came from behind, uh, you know, against Chicago, um, you know, on the road too. Uh, the weather in Tampa Bay, uh, let me make sure. I think, I think w- nice. weather's always an issue. I mean, when you look at tomorrow night at about eight, it's rainy, 76, 23 mile per hour winds. Um, it might be a Camara game, right? And that might be good then for, you know, if neither team is allowed to throw the ball as well as they're normally used to, then maybe it goes more to New Orleans. But it could also be a situation where the arm strength deficiencies of Breeze are even worse. And you look at the defense for Tampa, and they're just hard to score on. So uh, having Michael Thomas back, I think, really helps. That, that'd be what I would be leaning on here. The offensive coordinator for Clemson has all of his salary on Notre Dame. Um, so do they? Are you on the sack currently? I just yeah, I'm just on the sack. I mean, yeah. it is it is excruciating. Hey, let's well, run any, at this. Let's run any, four wide receivers. Let's have them all do nothing on the short side of the field. What do you guys think about that? Oh, and by the way, offensive line, don't block. Yeah, let's run quads. I think they're trying to run like a fake screen go, and it just like and I think Notre Dame did a pretty good job of covering it up, which whatever. I mean, God, you could just throw the freaking slant over the middle like you did last time. Uh, like there's wide open pockets of field here for the guy. All, All right. right. We're going to get to Dude, our prize picks. All right. Uh, .com. So prizepicks.com. You can parlay different overs and unders of players. Sure uh, can. And their fantasy point total for that game this week. And you can do two, three, or four. If you get choose four and you get all four right, you can get 10x your uh, what you risk, which is kind of a good deal. So you should go check it out. Um, let's see here. So I'm going to take, uh, two players. One that I'm going to take is Mark Andrews over 10 points. Uh, and the other that I'm going to take is Dalvin cook under 23. I like those. Um, I like those. I'm going to go. Here's what I like. I like Antonio Gibson over 14 points. I also like Marvin Jones over 13, and I'm going to put another leg on this. Ooh. Um, and I'm going to put uh, one more. Let me. I think Terry McLaurin's a tough one against James Bradbury. 
So I'm going to go Darren Waller against the artist formerly known as Kenneth Murray. Over 13.9. So I'm going to go a three for there. I like it. All right, you can check us out on the PFF live pregame show at 11.30 on our YouTube. And uh, hope that you guys enjoyed the disaster that was Clemson's (laughs) offensive coordinator. Uh, Maybe they should – maybe I'm just being – maybe they're punking me. And this is actually a SNL skit. And I didn't know it. Yeah. I'm not going to be upset about anything that happens on a football field this weekend. That's my – that's – that's that's sort of my like orientation today, but uh, I'm excited for tomorrow. There looks like there looks to be some really good games, and uh, I'm pumped for it. Coolio, peace out, brother. Sleep well. See you guys.